Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Amanda Kulik, and I know Amanda because she enrolled in our sixth cohort of the Idol Courses Academy, which was in January of 2021, and Amanda Kulik is one of our uh, recent success stories, and really, I just want to bring Amanda on here to share her journey and her story and, uh, and her advice for you as new instructional designers. So, Amanda, will you um, do a better job of introducing yourself and give us a little background of uh, your role and your profession and uh, where you were before you joined the IELTS Courses Academy? Yes, I would love to do that. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited to be here and share my story with all of you. I actually was a elementary school teacher. I've taught both for both first and third grades. And I actually knew probably after my fifth or sixth year of teaching that I wanted to leave the classroom, but I wasn't really sure how to do that. So like first I decided like, let's see, I love health and wellness. So I ended up going to school actually to be a personal trainer, which totally kind of random, but something that I thought would be super fun. Um, and I found out real fast that that's more of a side hustle than it was an actual career. So I went back to teaching like, you know, most teachers do, cause I just don't know what to do. Um, I ended up moving back to Ohio. So that was in North Carolina where I did that. And then I moved back to Ohio where I live now. Cause my brother and sister-in-law had my niece and I wanted to be closer to family. So I went back to teaching. Um, and in the meantime, I decided to become a Zumba instructor again, health and wellness, something I really enjoy. So I went to a Zumba convention in Florida. And that was where I met a lot of other instructors. And I happened to meet a girl who was an instructional designer, but she previously had been a teacher. And at that point, I had never even heard of instructional design. So she was the first person to tell me what instructional design was. And she actually worked in higher ed. So that's what I really thought um, instructional design was at the time. And so fast forward a couple more years, because I really at that point still didn't like dig deep enough to really look into it too much. And it was COVID year and it was the summer and I had nothing to do since all vacations were canceled and everything. And being a teacher, I was sitting at home a lot. So I decided to get my master's. So I got it in learning and technology, which was sort of like a shoot off of instructional design. And I learned all about the theories and the design process. And I realized, well, this is something that is very similar to teaching, like my friend had said, but it was something that I would be able to get out of the classroom and I would be able to do more as a career. And so at that point, I still felt like I didn't know how to become an instructional designer after getting my master's. And so someone in the Facebook group for my um, degree program posted the Idle Courses Academy link. And they were like, I'm going to do this, this program because I wanna figure out how to actually be an instructional designer. Um, and it looks like they're gonna teach us how to get a job, how to make a portfolio. And so I clicked on that link and the rest is sort of history from there. Like. I unfortunately, that was the summertime. So last summer, so the cohort already started then. So I had to wait until January. So I 
started digging deep, going, watching our, not watching, listening to all the podcasts and feeling like joined your Facebook page and just sort of to get excited about it. So January came and I think I signed up on the very first day because I knew that is what I wanted to do. And so, yeah. Do you want me to keep talking about what I did once I joined the Academy or is that a good Yeah. I don't even have to ask the question. Yes. I want to, now I want to know like, okay, you enrolled. And so, um, what was that journey like for you? And, and then, um, like how long did it take you and what all did you do before, um, you got some interviews and then landed your job? Okay. So started in January and the do it messy challenge was like the best thing I think that you ever created because I'm one of those people who need like a timeline. I need to be told what to do and when to do it in order to get started, especially on something that I'm like unfamiliar with. Um, And so I jumped right in and I met a couple other people who were in the academy who were also the same kind of way. And so they jumped right in and they got started. So we sort of had a accountability group. And so I did the 14 day challenge in the 14 days, um, up until I got to like the interview. Cause at that point it was January and I knew I wasn't going to be able to leave my teaching job or I didn't really want to try to figure out how to leave it. And I know that sort of teacher guilt there, but I just was hoping to not have to do that. So I waited, um, a couple months, I think, to March, it was right around March 1st when I was like, okay, my portfolio is to a point where I feel pretty confident about it. My resume was looking good. I was on LinkedIn and I didn't even know LinkedIn existed until the Do It Messy Challenge. So that was a complete game changer. Like I then became really into LinkedIn and I made a lot of connections. Um, I joined a group called um, Teach, wait, no, yeah, Teaching a Path to L&D. Um, and I started to apply for some jobs. I only applied for four jobs actually. And I got two interviews, which is amazing to me. Um, one of those was through the company that I currently have my job. And that was, um, I met Heidi Kirby, who is the, one of the, um, I don't know, co-owners of that teaching a path to L&D. Um, and I just messaged her, like, I think you had said, like, message people. Like, she posted a job and was like, hey, um, I'm looking for an instructional designer in Cleveland. I don't want it to be remote. Is anybody in this group um, live in Cleveland? And I was like, hmm, I do. So I messaged her directly and I was like, hi, like, you know, my name's Amanda. Like, I'm just trying to get into L&D. Like, I saw your posting. Like, here's my resume. Here's my portfolio. Um, I would love to talk to you more. And so she got back to me and was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm really interested. You look like you'd be a great candidate. I'm going to pass you on to HR. So she did. And from there, like, it went fairly quickly. Like, they, HR contacted me and I interviewed with her and she was like, oh my gosh, like, I think you would be a great member of our team. Like next you're going to interview with Heidi. Um, and so then I interviewed with Heidi like a couple weeks later. Um, and then Heidi's like, okay, like it's between you and one other person, we're going to set up a zoom interview with some of our top people in the company and like the other members of your team that you'd be working on with me. Um, so I did a zoom interview with them. There was I think five of them. Um, and 
yeah, like it just felt like right. Like when I signed on to that Zoom meeting, like, and I met all those people, they were just so easy to talk to and they were funny and they were asking me like just fun questions about myself. They wanted to get to know me. So the, and like the culture just seemed awesome. So I just knew that that would be a place that I would want to work. Um, and so on April 23rd, actually, and I had another month of school left, I was offered the job by Heidi and she was so excited to have me. And she originally wanted me to quit my teaching job, but we compromised and I was able to start actually on June 1st. And I, my last day of teaching was May 28th. So I had no summer this year. So that was a, an adjustment. I joked that my summer was Memorial Day weekend. So that was my summer this year. And yeah, so I've been there three weeks. Um, and again, I'll stop talking for a second, but I will tell you more about my job if you would like to hear it. Oh my gosh, you're making this so easy for me, Amanda. Hey, so what's it like being an idol now that you have already right. started. I feel like this podcast is going to be just me talking the whole time. Um, so, so I work at uh, DataTrack International, and it is a cloud-based enterprise platform that improves the efficiency um, and eliminates redundancies and reduces errors in the clinical trial process. And so my job as an idol there is going to be update their trainings because they have a lot of e-learnings right now that are like just need to be updated a little bit like they're not a lot of videos which we feel like is going to be nice to have like tutorials kind of things and so um now that I've been there for three weeks right now I'm just literally getting to understand like the clinical trial process I'm getting to learn all the different technologies they have I'm um, getting to know some of the people who work with the clients. I've been working on a learner persona, so I can just start to understand who I'll be working with. Um, so right now it's a lot of those kind of tasks, but I'm so, so, so excited. Um, I'm going on vacation next week, but when I get back, I'm going to get to start doing a little bit more of the idle stuff that I've um, just learned a lot about and excited about. And actually today I finished my first task, which was to create a 10 second intro on in Camtasia for one of our technology platforms that we are going to redo the training for. Um, so I got to turn that in today and my team really liked it. So I felt pretty cool about that, that I did something and um, I did my very first project as an idol. So that was very fun. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, now you did your master's in educational technology. Were, did you learn a, not, a lot of new tech in the academy or were you already kind of uh, familiar with some of those programs like Camtasia, Storyline, whatever? What do you nope. think? I did not know any of the technology until I came to Idle. Um, I had, I learned Google sites a little bit, like I had to make a website in my um, master's program, but yeah, none of it. I didn't even know it existed until Idle. Um, so I did movie magic, which was fun, you know, with Theond. And then I did a couple of the little trainings with Camtasia. I think Amanda, yeah, Amanda yeah. did those, right? Yep. So I did those um, and articulate, like I never knew that existed until Idol. So yeah, I've learned everything in Idol, honestly. And the, and now here you are doing the thing. I mean, that's a, that's pretty impressive, right? Like you started in January, you learned all these skills, and then here you are, 
you are doing your first Camtasia project and they love it. And yes. so, um, what do you think was, what was hard about this journey? Oh, all the hours like you had to put in because I was still working full time. And we all know as a teacher, like that's way more than a 40 hour a week job. So I had to literally say, okay, for the first time in my career, I'm pretty sure that I tried not to work outside of the school day because I knew that this is where I wanted to go. And so I just had to carve out that those hours um, because it was a lot of hard work. And I knew that, but I wanted to do the work. Like I wanted to work on idle. Like I looked forward to coming home from work so I could do the 14 day messy challenge, or I could work on my storyline so I could get my e-learning badge or my Vion video. Like it was a lot of work, but I loved every single second of it. It is totally a lot of work. Uh, this, <laughs> that's, and that's what I keep trying to tell people. Like, cause I have a couple of friends that joined the Academy actually this um, cohort and and I said, guys, like it's possible, 100% possible. You're going to be able to become an idol and get a job, but you're going to have to be dedicated to working hard because it's not, it's not easy. Like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was looking in the um, success stories uh, spreadsheet today, and uh, one of the members we asked him, like, oh, what's your, you know, what do you have to say about the Idol Course Academy? And and one person said it's hard work, and then <laughs> and that was is. like all they said. Um, <laughs> And so, um, and so you, it was, you just, it was really just one job, one round of interviews and boom, that was it. Yeah. Like I had one other round. So I had two interviews actually happening pretty much at the exact same time with two different companies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I honestly, I thought I would have gotten the other one too. That sounds really bad, but they were like, so impressed with my portfolio and they had me do a assignment and I literally spent like 12 or 13 hours on it. And I thought it was good, but they were like, we're not even going to talk about this. It's so good. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Um, and so I think, but then I didn't get that job, but I, I think in the end, I'm glad I didn't get offered that job because I would have been the only instructional designer there. And I think that could have been a little stressful being brand new. So in this way, I'm like underneath someone who used to be a teacher and who knows a lot about it. She's had lots of instructional design jobs. So she is like a fantastic mentor at my job that she could help me along the way. So this is the job I think I was meant to have. Oh yeah. And a lot of times we talk about it as your first true instructional design jobs, like your apprentice role. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was, I mean, I think you're right. You know, to be able to be on a team is so valuable in your first role. So what about that? Um, setting, giving yourself space and time as a teacher. How did you actually do that? I bet there's a lot of people that are teachers that are listening are like, how will I carve out time or how will I set those boundaries? How did you do it specifically? Well, I would, so I could leave work at three 30. So I literally left work at three 30, just about every single day. Um, and just, I just told myself like, I still am a good teacher. Like I'm still doing what I need to do to teach my students, but I need to take this time for me. So I would just make sure I wouldn't talk a lot at school during like my planning time or during the before and after school hours. Like I would get my work done 
And so then I would come home and I'm, I'm lucky because I know a lot of teachers have like families, kids, husbands, I don't. So it's just me. So when I came home, I just would sit and I would work. Like, I think my friends thought I fell off the face of the planet for a while because I didn't really make plans with them. Um, they would stop, they stopped like texting or calling me for like eight weeks because they knew I was going to tell them I was working on idle stuff. Um, and they knew how unhappy I was. Um, in the teaching profession. So they just gave me those boundaries too, because they knew like, once I finished and I got my goal of getting an ID role, then I could have some more. And actually I have tons of, not tons of free time now, but it's weird. Like, I don't think about work after work anymore, at least for the time being. So I feel like now I have time to see my friends and talk to them and do things, which I did before. So it was a sacrifice, honestly. You just you have need to a sacrifice. party. I know. Yes, I do need a party. Like, and my friends did, um, did take me out for dinner for like a celebration because they were like, they knew how unhappy I was and, you know, and they know how happy I am now. They said like, I just am a different person. Like, like when I see them, they can see that I'm happy and that's what's important. So even though it's a little stressful to change careers, I promise you, you will feel so much happier once you are in a job where you feel supported and appreciated and not overworked. Like, and I'm sure it'll change, like, as I get more tasks, you know, as I go along, but I just feel like it's going to be a better work-life balance too. Oh yeah. And I mean, that kind of just leads me to my next question is like, what are some of those things that you notice are the big differences? Like, so you don't have your summers anymore. You mm -hmm. feel like there's better work-life balance. Is there anything else that you're like, huh? Like, yeah, I'm sure you got a salary increase maybe. Well, no, I, I made actually a decent amount of money teaching, which what? Um, <laughs> I know, right? Like when I talk to like some of my other friends in Idol who work like in New York or, um, other ones in Minnesota, and they were both making like 20,000 less than me. So my pay is about the same, but it's still to me quite a bit compared to most teachers. So, um, so yeah, that same, that, that stayed about the same, but, oh, you asked me what else did I notice was different? Oh, I feel, I like, like, I work with some guys now, which is sort of weird, <laughs> but I feel like it's a good balance. Like when you just work with women all the time, I feel like there's more drama. And like, I was on a call the other day and there was like 12 of us. It was like, a, they do a social hour zoom, like once a week and it's like half guys and half girls. And I was like, this is weird. Like I'm not used to that. So I just, I like that balance, I think. And I've never met them in person yet. Um, but I just, that's sort of nice to just have a balance of guys and girls. Um, you might not have heard that before, but that's interesting to me. And I just feel more supported and I feel like wanted more at my current job. Like I was called by the CEO on my second day of work to, in, to welcome me to the company and to say how excited he was that I was there and how he loved how I had a teaching background because he knew that um, updating their e-learning was what they wanted us to do as a new team because all three of us on our team are new within the last year or so because they were sort of looking for people who are open-minded and who are ready to sort of like update what they currently have. And so he was just super excited that I had a teaching background because he knew that would help. Um, 
and so yeah it was just cool like he called I was just like oh my gosh and I was warned that he was going to call me um but it was just nice to hear somebody way up there like be appreciative of me like I said I was a teacher for 16 years and I think I talked to the superintendent like once <laughs> maybe in 16 years so to know that he talked to me for 12 minutes was just really cool and that he calls his employees on a rotation like so you'll get a call from him every like month or so just to check in and see how you're doing I think that's really neat that's a neat culture mm -hmm. to start too Oh my gosh. So you have put in the hard work. You have become an idol. You actually are working for somebody that's um, probably known in a lot of our instructional design circles, um, Heidi Kirby. And so um, it really is such a small world. And so now, Amanda, my final question to you is what is your um, best and last tip or advice that you would have for those um, that want to become an idol? I say it's just like, be dedicated to the process and know that what idol provides for us is just such an amazing like experience like everything you need is there so as long as you take the time and you put in all of that effort into going through the academy and going through the modules and watching and practicing and learning like you are going to become an idol you just have to know that it's up to you and you can't just expect it to happen to you. Um, I was told that several times too throughout the process that I just was so knowledgeable on what it takes to become an idol. And I wasn't just talking the talk, like they could tell that I actually could do the things that I said I could do. So just make sure that you do it all, like, and you practice and you put the hard work in because that's what it takes. Like, you all are very capable of doing it. And we're here for you too. Like I think having an group and having a couple of really close friends and idol that you can go to and talk to when you're like struggling or when you have a question or like, you know, one of my really close friends was super talented in like storyline. And so we would get on Zoom calls and she would help me figure things out. Um, and so you just need to talk to other people and find what everybody's good at and then help each other through the process because we're all in this together and everybody wants you to succeed. Um, and yeah, just reach out for help. Don't, don't just sit in the background alone, like reach out. People are there to help you and they want to help you. So I look forward to, you know, being in their journeys as well and being a part of it and hopefully become a mentor one day when my life's not so busy, because I would love to give back and help others become IDs as well. Oh my gosh. We would love, love, <laughs> love to have you. And I just tell people like, I'll just wait for your roots to grow because you I mean, you really are new in the field. And so whenever you are ready and you feel comfortable, we would love to have you become Aww. an idol mentor. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much, Amanda, for um, coming on and sharing your story and giving that advice. You're so right. It really is. Um, it is something that anybody can do that has the desire and the commitment to do it. They just got to put in the work. So you're, I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Robin. Like you really were a life changer and your academy was something that I needed at that time. And it definitely helped me get to where I am today. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. 
If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.